Welcome to the Normal to Nomad podcast, where we share stories, thoughts, ideas, and conversations on our journey to find balance with nature in a technologically advanced world. My name is Baron, And I'm Elsa. We live together in a 13-foot scamp trailer with our dog camp in the American wilderness. Hey, welcome back to another Normal to Nomad podcast episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something that I think relates to every human being, and that is clothing. Where we get our clothes, uh, what clothes we choose, the clothes that we have, how we wash them, really everything that goes into clothing in the scamp. Yeah, so where should we start? Maybe with our general philosophy around clothes? I think that's a good, very good place to start. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, so when we're thinking about clothes, it's kind of the same thinking that we apply to gear and all other things. But the idea is to have the best quality things and have very few of them. Because one good or like hyper high quality hoodie can replace five crappy ones or same with t-shirts one nice merino t-shirt can replace five cotton t-shirts so a lot of the clothing that we do wear and buy um, it's from relatively expensive brands but in having the highest quality things we can have fewer things and they last far longer than the cheap things would Mm -hmm. we cannot have um too many clothes in here because we just can't fit them right. so that's another part of it too but so some of our clothes we've had since we began scamp life and we try to repair all the things that we have as much as we can and we've recently gotten into sewing but uh with our puffies for your ex- puffy is covered in patches yeah um i think i ruined the sleeve i think it was me mm-hmm. last year on the wood stove I think I burnt his sleeve because I was wearing his coat, and you found it, and Elsa? all the the feathers were pouring out. <laughs> Elsa, what happened here? Um, hmm, I don't know. What else did we sew recently? Your whole shirt that you've yeah. had probably since my Oakley fl- flannel. If you've watched our YouTube videos, it's blue and teal. I need to replace it. I need to get a new flannel. It's just it's absolutely falling apart, but yeah. it's really cool. I think it makes your clothes. Um, mean a lot more when you if it's your favorite piece of clothing to repair it it then makes it more yours gives it more soul yeah it's so very well loved when you keep repairing it and when you see somebody i don't know i'm kind of a gear geek and i have been for a long time but when we're on the trail or something and we see somebody with a piece of gear or coat or whatever it is that or a backpack even that looks like they've had it for a decade, I think that's way cooler than having the newest, freshest thing. Because then it proves that you're intelligent with the things that you buy. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say, like, we'll get into later how we acquire all of our clothes. But in in having the high-quality brands, we very, almost never buy things at full retail price. And there are different strategies to do that, too. So... I do have some of my cute clothes and my less quality clothes. I do still have some of those at my parents' house. But it is funny. When I go back, I'm still um, choosing to wear the clothes that came from the scamp instead of my cute clothes. 
Because they're so much more functional. Yes, and they're my favorites. We have all of our favorite clothing items in here with us. And anything that is not, we just don't have room for. And I don't. Everything that I have or own is pretty much with us. The only thing that I don't wear often is I have something like three short sleeve button-ups that I'll wear if we're around towns where we have to look more... <laughs> camouflaged. <laughs> yeah, camouflaged. <laughs> Uh, and then I have one long sleeve shirt that's my only kind of dressy shirt. My dressiest shirt is just a black long sleeve shirt. It's a good yeah. way to pretend like you're being dressy. Throw some mascara on and call it a day. To have wedding clothes or whatever on us. <laughs> we have to get that stuff like mailed to us. Yeah. Or at least I did for the last wedding we went to. Right. And that's fine. Then I just mailed the dress back and that's fine. Yeah. Because if it were in our storage, it would just get beat beat up. Something that we didn't um, plan on talking about, but how we store all of our clothes in our storage, sometimes it um, like condensates just from the freezing and thawing and just all the different varying weather our patterns breath, that we're in. The heat yeah. of our bodies and the cold. So when we store our clothes underneath in the scamp, we store it all in dry bags. So we have several pretty big dry bags, one backpack that's a dry bag from Uncharted Co., I think is the company. Um, but that way it's all sealed in and no, if, if uh, my mouse or something were to get in here, it couldn't burrow into our clothes and bugs none, and moisture. None of that can get in since they're all in dry bags. We learned that kind of late. We did not start off Scamp Life doing that. And oh my gosh, how genius. Keep yeah, it all in a dry a bag difference. and it's all safe. Because regardless of if there's actually moisture getting in, um, just the condensation will eventually make clothes stink and stuff. So having them sealed up makes a big difference. Let's talk about our layering systems. Okay. Base layers, mid layers. You kind of know you are Gear Master 3000. What is the difference between, like, why would I want a base layer? A base layer is what's touching your body. So you, Patagonia sells all those different layers, but I go in and oftentimes I'll see those and I don't, like, I just need a shirt. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's for everyday life. Though, yeah. But we kind of operate with the layering system because we have to, and truly it's become super functional for us. So it depends on the activity that you're doing. Like if you're going to go on a day hike and once you were done with your day hike you had a washer and dryer available then something like a capoline or a polypropylene or the different uh, synthetic fabrics that are kind of like under armor almost that patagonia sells that's moisture wicking ultra breathable all those things they're also patagonia's capoline is uh recycled recycled yeah. polyester recycled plastic material but those types of materials, the synthetic fibers, stink really quickly. But they're nice because they're quick drying and everything, and they breathe really well. But if you wear it for two days, it's going to smell like a locker room. Ew, like Under Armour shirts? Yeah, they get gross. So if you're doing like short, bursty things, those types of materials might be good for you. But for our lifestyle, uh, and knowing that we aren't probably going to be able to wash the thing that we're wearing unless we dip it in water and wash it. That's another nice thing about those different uh, synthetic fibers is you can 
easily wash them and just air dry, dry them because they dry fast. But the base layer that we use most often is merino, and that's merino wool. It's a wool fiber from, I think, originally from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, so that is soft like cotton, and it has antimicrobial properties, so it doesn't stink as quickly. So if it does begin to stink, one of the base layers, because the base layers are the layers that are touching your body, remember. So if it does begin to stink, we can hang them outside in the uh, air and just air them out, and then they won't smell anymore. The sun also does a number at cooking out the bacteria. Right. So merino is our favorite base layer. That being said, in the warmer months and truly just about year-round, I prefer for my underwear to have uh, ex officio boxers. And it's like a, I think it's a synthetic fiber, but it breathes really well and it dries really quickly. So, and it doesn't tend to stink as quickly as other things. But if I'm wearing merino underwear, that just generally tends to be hot and I like mm. sweat more. And then with the uh, uh, ex officio boxers, I can just hang them outside and dry them out. But the merino fiber is just like too much for the warmer months for me. I guess that's kind of similar to cotton opposite but in the winter cotton is nice because it keeps you warm that would be more of a mid-layer right uh i mean cotton is decent it's super comfortable that's like the biggest bonus of cotton but the thing with wool and even like polypropylene i don't know about polypropylene and synthetic fibers but when cotton gets wet it just is pretty useless Takes versus, forever to dry. Right. It's really heavy. Yeah, and it uh, isn't a good thermal layer when it's wet. So, so if maybe you sweat, not for athletic activities. Right, but, but like for sleeping in, um, as a, like a pajama type clothes, cotton's kind of nice. Yeah, we both have cotton pants for sleeping. Just because it's comfy. But as far as like a functional, um, like utility piece goes... It's not great, mm -hmm. and it's not antimicrobial like a wool is. I got rid of all my cotton underpants because they take forever to dry, and... And really all of our cotton t-shirts. Yes, I have one cotton t-shirt, and I keep that just because... You know how it feels uh, like to get done with the day and throw on your classic soccer cotton sweatpants and a hoodie and a t-shirt? A hoodie is too bulky to have, um... We do have sweatpants that we both sleep in, but my cotton t-shirt just makes me feel normal. I'm just comfy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Because merino is super soft, but cotton is still Cotton's stupid soft. thick and yeah, it's nice. it says Kansas City on my shirt, so I just makes me feel good. So that's base layers, whatever's going to be touching your body. So then what's a mid-layer? So a mid-layer is like, a, I don't know, it's a mid-layer. It's not a shell. Shell is what goes on the outside, but it's not directly touching your body. So uh, different thermal layers that you would have in between your base layer and your outer layer. Okay. Okay. Right. So like if you had a long sleeve merino where, with a, um, if you had on the bottom, if you had like, let's say a merino short sleeve shirt or a capoline shirt, whatever it is, or a uh, tank top. And then your mid layer would be kind of like a sweatshirt or like a... 200 uh 200 thickness merino or something like that like a little bit thicker but it's like the layer that goes in between 
your mm -hmm. base layer and your jacket. This makes sense because, I mean, for our lifestyle, I'll usually wear my merino tank top underneath like my cotton t-shirt so that I don't stink up or get my cotton t-shirt dirty too yeah. fast. But if we're thinking from a utilitarian perspective, the cotton t-shirt doesn't really make a ton of sense. Okay, okay, okay. But like, that's realistic. But under, underneath really any of our clothes, during the winter, it's I just so that I can preserve the cleanliness of my long sleeve shirts or my um, our Melanzana hoodies, um, I always try to wear a merino t-shirt or merino tank top just to, not even for function. Well, that's totally function. Yeah, it the... just keeps the other stuff mm -hmm. clean. And I do the same. Um, like my base layer on top is generally, I have a, I think it's a Capeline, um Patagonia tank top. So then I'll wear that as my base layer underneath my Melanzana Everything. or whatever it is. I wear it almost every day. And it's baggy enough, kind of like a basketball shirt, basketball um, jersey, so that it doesn't um, like rub in my armpits and stuff. So then a shell would be like a rain jacket or yeah. I've got a Patagonia wind shell right. or a puffy. Right. Is that a shell? Yeah. Well, depending on your definition. So a, a mid layer is like a thermal layer effectively. Mm -hmm. So it's just adding a little bit of extra insulation to your base layer. And, um, so then you move out one more layer to the shell and a shell, like a hard shell or a soft shell, hard shell is rainproof or waterproof, generally speaking, or windproof. So like your rain jacket is considered a hard shell, like a snowboarding jacket is a thermal insulating hard shell. Right, because it's waterproof, snowproof, so that would be considered a hard shell. A uh, soft shell would be something like your, um, let's see, like a melanzana you could almost consider a soft shell, but at the same time I would consider that a mid-layer, but it's all kind of fuzzy. Um, but uh, yeah, a soft shell is something that you can zip on or off that would go on the outside that's not necessarily waterproof. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the idea with the layering systems is you can peel down to your base layer if you need to so that you don't start to sweat in your clothes. And you can always tack on more layers to warm up. And then depending on what sort of environment you're in, you have an adaptable gear set to lean on. Let's talk about the clothes that we have in the scamp. I think that would be interesting. I've got, I think I counted I've got one pair of jeans, overalls, a functional pair of pants, my Fjallraven Nika pants, my favorite pants, a couple pairs of yoga pants, and this is just winter gear. Um, for my tops, I've got a merino tank top, a couple merino t-shirts, a couple merino long sleeves. I have a sleeping Melanzana hoodie, and we're mentioning these a lot, and probably most people don't know what these are. These are from a place in uh, Leadville, Colorado. You have to go to the store to get them, and it's really cool because they change their colors of their fabrics every season, and they've got, what, like five different colors at one time, um, color palettes. They're all made in front of you at the store, so you can see all the workstations of people sewing up these hoodies and long sleeve t-shirts and I think there's dresses and hats and just a few things, but it's just super cool. They're hugely popular, but they 
have not, um, or they've chosen, I think they used to sell a little bit online, but they've chosen to stop doing that. And that's what makes it so cool. Don't you agree? Yeah, they're staying intentionally small. They have a good sort of ethos that's almost counter to what's generally accepted. And they are, what is it? What is the fabric? It's a cool waffly type. I think it's like a polyester. It's really soft. It's just a great warm layer to have. And it's so fun because when you see, especially when you're out of Colorado, they're really common around Colorado. Um, but when you're out of Colorado and you see somebody wearing a Melly, it feels really cool. It's like, it's totally a club. Um, and they have, on the hood, they have like a drawstring so you can cinch it down it just is it's the best mid layer that i've ever found mm -hmm. so i've got a long sleeve without a hood that i wear every night to bed in the winter and i also have one um with a hood and like a hoodie pocket that is both of us like those those are our hoodies um i have a patagonia zip up nano puff that's kind of like a lightweight puffy everyday puffy i have a um, windproof shell that I've had for a long time. It's probably not the most necessary piece of gear to have in the scamp, but it's really nice. Is that your gray shell? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's a hard shell, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I could do without it, but I still love it. I also have a puffy, Patagonia puffy, that can um, compact into a pocket. It's like its, its own pocket, so that's handy to have in here during the summer. It um, can be stored away really easily. Something to mention there with down is you... You're not supposed to do that. You're not, yeah, because it ruins the uh, loft in the down if you keep it compressed all the time. But we don't really have another option. So I like know, with, there's a lot of those things. With down sleeping bags and stuff, you're supposed to store it out flat rather than storing it in its bag. And you're supposed to air dry merino, yeah. like all those types of things. There's. Um, but we make a number of sacrifices with that. Right. But yeah, sorry for interrupting, but... Well, quickly, my summer clothes are probably, I don't even remember. I've got a few t-shirts. It feels like I have a lot more summer clothes because they are smaller. Like shorts take up a lot less space than my pants do. So I have a few pairs of shorts, um, several merino t-shirts, but it's also because we're sweating a lot more. So it, we require having to swap out our clothes a lot more than we do in the winter. In the winter, we can get away with wearing something for several days. Um, like a merino base layer in the winter you could wear for about a week as long as you're not sweating a bunch mm -hmm. in it. And it does, you can't even smell it, really. Right. What are your clothes? I think that's about it for me. Um, so, starting with base layers, my favorite boxers are ex officio boxers. I think they're called the give-and-go boxers. I didn't talk about my underwear, but we'll get to that later. My underwear. You, you talk about no, yours. No, just I finish it out and talk about yours. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Bronwyn innerwear, merino wool thongs, and granny fanny panties that are both great uh, merino sports bras. And then our favorite socks are stance socks. They last forever and come in so many cool patterns. I think we'll mention this in a bit, but I use my socks as an accessory. I accessorize my outfit for the day with my socks, which I think is fabulous. No need for jewelry, just wear cool socks. Maybe talk about Bronwyn real quick. Bronwyn is a cool company that we found at Outdoor Retailer. They, um, it's a company made by women for women. They only make women's underwear. 
and uh, sports bras. They only have a few items right now because they're a brand new, super small company. Um, but it was really great to run into them at Outdoor Retailer because I was out there looking specifically for merino underwear. Because in here, um, like I said, the cotton underwear just doesn't work. And um, Patagonia underwear, uh, I have a couple pairs of those that are some sort of polyester and those are great, but they say that you want to have some breathability still for um, sleeping in and stuff for like vaginal health. It, it's nice to have natural fibers. So, um, I mean, Merino is that. Yeah. And it's really cool. Their message, their whole everything. And the brown one stuff is functional pieces, but it's also cute. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really you neat. Can wear the... it almost as like a tank top too. Mm hmm that I wear it to ecstatic dance, my sports bra. Or sports bra, that's what I mm -hmm. mean. The, um, the way they advertise is cool. They take pictures of real humans with real butts and have that as their photos on their website instead of models. Um, so it, they're just trying to show that this it, these are for real human women. Uh, you don't have to be anything special to wear this underwear, which is radical. Okay, now you talk about your underwear. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, my favorite is ex officio boxers. I have two pairs of ex officio. One is like an extra large, which is about three sizes too large for me. Um, so that sucks. Where did you get those? Uh, someone had them and didn't like them for some reason. So they gave them to me and they were, oh, it was when I worked at Backwoods and they were like brand new. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take them. Gosh. And you still have them. Yeah. They, so that's the thing. I loved my Merino boxers, but they fall apart over time. I don't know if the newer companies, like the newer versions of Icebreaker and stuff do, but they, they fell apart over the course of five plus That's years. That's kind of just merino, though. Yeah. You have to be really careful with it. It's and very delicate. And, and it's underwear. Right. I mean, so, But you want to, like, wash underwear on hot and, like, get it clean, mm -hmm. you know? So that's kind of, with merino boxers, I don't love them as much because of that. Because I want to, like, get them clean, mm -hmm. you know? So then that's the idea with uh, synthetic fibers that Ex Officio is made out of is they're easy to wash. I can, like, you can even wash them in a sink quick or whatever or in the creek and then just hang dry them and they dry really quick. So base is Ex Officio. I also have a pair of Lululemon boxers and those are really nice, but they're not like any kind of special fiber. So if I was just going to the gym or going to the rock gym or whatever... Uh, and then I could go home and wash them right after the Lululemon ones would be awesome But as far as how we live, it's kind of tough because they're not a really good Fiber so they don't they're not like antimicrobial and they don't dry particularly quickly I don't know where they source their materials from or how ecologically friendly Lululemon is but their clothes last for so long They're, they're very, very well, well built. built. Yeah and I thought that it was just a girl's company, but then Alec got those Lululemon boxers and shorts, and they're like two of my favorite pieces that I have. Um, so then on the top, like I said a minute ago, I have, I think it's a Capeline, um, it's, I bought it oversized intentionally, but it's a tank top. And, Patagonia? Yeah, and it's Patagonia, and I wear that almost every day. This is one of the only pieces of clothes that I bought new since I can remember. Mm, to be fair, it was on sale. Yeah, it was on sale. But I, I would like to have an extra one of these. I had another tank top that was just cotton that one of my friends gave me. 
You've probably seen that, but that one has since blown apart because I wore it every day for a year, just about. Yeah, we should get you a second tank top. With mm -hmm. It's literally all that you wear. Yeah, I wear it every day. I mean, not all that. You wear other clothes in addition right. to it, but... But it's kind of like old timers. Like my grandpa used to wear a um, like one of those white white tank top deals under his clothes every day. It's kind of like that. It just like keeps your mid layers or other layers kind of clean. So yeah, I need to get another tank top, but I have one for now. And then moving out from there, um, let's see. I have a few merino t-shirts. I need to get another one or two. I think I have two right now, but I had my other two for like five or six years and they eventually developed holes because I didn't take care of them as well as I should have. And yeah, like I said, it's hard with Merino because it's relatively fragile. So you have to like wash it on cold and not dry it and hang dry it. And sometimes that's difficult and it snags on stuff and everything. And then moving out, I have two Melanzana hoodies like we were talking about a minute ago. They're one of my favorite pieces of gear. I have a pair of leggings that are uh, made by Dakin or Dakine, whatever that company is. And it's a like polyester fabric. They almost are like dude yoga pants. I really like having those to layer in on the bottom. And then I have a pair of sweatpants, a pair of Patagonia, um, like utility climbing pants. I have a pair of outdoor research, um, like stretchy hiking pants. I have two pairs of shorts. One is by Prana. The other is Lululemon. And really that's about it. Right? Your button-ups. Yeah, and then the button-ups that You've I was talking about. You've got sun shirts. Oh, right. Fishing shirts. Yeah, those are those amazing. Are your clothes. Yeah, but still, I think it's worth mentioning the solar hoodies. Uh, it's like a super lightweight, super lightweight hoodie. So that I wear that so that I don't have to wear sunscreen, and they work great. There's several brands, but I think they're generally called sun hoodies. And that's all, really, for now, aside from accessories, which is up next. Do you want to dive into that? So our accessories, meaning our things that aren't our clothes. Mm -hmm. Gloves. I've got a couple pairs of gloves. One of them is uh, fingerless gloves that I wear all the time for my Raynauds. And then just a basic pair of gloves for my fingers. Uh, I've got a beanie that I should probably swap out. It's the... Um, Love Your Melon brand. Really cute and trendy. It was sent to me a long time ago when they first got off the ground when I was doing makeup, makeup stuff. It's just kind of bulky. It is so bulky. They're so cute, though. I've got... Do you have any mittens? I, feel I like that did would be last a good idea. year. I had these awesome handmade mittens that were made out of recycled sweaters by um, a woman in Kansas City. And they are so cute and so warm, but they are also quite bulky. But those would be, um, I don't know, mittens, it's hard to, they're not the most functional, aside from warmth, with, which is really what I need. But, uh, like on a mountain, if you're snowboarding or something, mittens would be way better for me than finger gloves, because that would keep my fingers a lot warmer. But to go outside and using my hands, mittens wouldn't be. I, uh, I do, speaking of that, I have a 
like a basic gardening pair of gloves that I wear outside when I chop wood, which has not yet happened this year. <laughs> You've been doing all that. Uh, I've got way too many ball caps right now. That's another Why? thing that we use to accessorize. Uh-huh, that and socks. Mm -hmm. You're right. I've just collected them. I like to put pins on my caps, my ball caps. None of them are ball caps except for one, really. Um, those five panels, I think that's your favorite type of hat. It's yeah. a five panel. They're kind of smaller than the flat brim trucker hats. And they generally, you can compress them or like throw them in a pocket or whatever and they'll spring back to life versus a standard ball cap. My shoes. I've got Chacos. Those are the best all-purpose shoes. Three seasons. Just the best shoes. I have a pair of Converse high tops that are not the most functional, but they're cute for the days that I want to look cute. A pair of trail runners that I got from a thrift store for when I go on runs. And they're like ultra minimalist trail runners. They are. They're just half a size too small, so I have to trim my toenails really well before I wear them. And then a new recent pair of shoes I have are my Boggs boots that are rated for negative 40 degrees. So that's huge for my Raynaud's numb toes. And they've been awesome. They're not the most stylish, but it's kind of the same with Chacos. They're kind, kind of like a rain boot. Yeah, almost. very rain boot-esque. Getting a lot of that. That What are those called? Galoshes. Mm -hmm. Very galoshy vibe. But they're badass. They're farm boots. I think that's what they're advertised for. And that I think they're made in Alaska, so they're for badass people who do a lot of things outside in the cold. Super functional. Like me. Yeah, they're awesome. Then I've mentioned stance socks. Those are the best. I bought a pair of uh, smart wool socks for my hike recently at REI. They were on sale, so maybe they had an issue, but they are, after just like two washes, they're super pilly and falling apart and... That's really sad and frustrating. I hate to have that. What a but waste. But Smartwool is generally a decent brand and they make good socks. Yeah, I just wonder if maybe it's something was, that's why those were on sale is because something is up with them. Anyway, uh, we also have a couple buffs, both of us. I have, um, both of mine are merino. One of them is really lightweight. I wear it as a headband a lot. And then the other one is thick that I wear in the winter around my neck. Buffs are awesome. They are, they're so multi-purpose. You can wear them around your neck, around your head, turn them into a hat. On the trail, you can use them as a rag. When I was growing out my hair, they were especially useful. Yeah, keeping all your little hairs back. Mm-hmm. Okay, your accessories. Okay. I have a pair of gloves. They're made by Flylo. It's like a, they have a leather hand, like a leather grip, and then they're a breathable sort of outer just super functional, almost like a work glove. But we don't know where they are, right? Yeah, I, uh, you, you haven't seen them. But you bought them, and then like a year ago. Yeah, and they're more oh, no, like no, no. winter. It was in the spring. You they're kind them. of winter-esque. I don't know where they are. I bet they're with our snowboarding gear in Colorado. I hope not, but you're probably right. That's another th location of our clothes. We thought that we'd be coming back for the snowboarding season, so we left all of our snowboards. Uh, and snowboarding gear and stuff with our friends Kayla and Priscilla, and I don't yeah, know if we'll which go back. if it snows a bunch out here, I'm gonna want to have my snow pants, and I don't think they're here, so that'll kind of be a thing. But I don't know. Anyway, so I have those gloves. Another pair. I generally will have a pair of like mountain biking slash general like handyman like mechanic gloves that you can get at any hardware store. 
just sort of cheap, breathable, protect your hands gloves. Those also make a great um, base layer, like underneath mittens, if you're snowboarding. So I have those. Hats, we shear hats, like our baseball hats and stuff. I have a beanie, it's an Oakley beanie that I've had forever. Love that thing. Um, that's really it as far as hats go. Shoes, I have a pair of, I have two pairs of Chacos actually, which is kind of stupid. But I have <laughs> no, a pair. Wh why is that? Why do you? Because when we were going to Puerto Rico, we were oh. in Kansas City and I just had, we didn't know that we were going to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So I just had a pair of um, like Timberland boots, mm -hmm. like snow winter boots that were falling apart and we were getting ready to go to Puerto Rico. So I was like, okay. And the Chaco flip flops, Chaco flops yeah. were on sale or something. They were. And I wanted flip flops anyway, just for when we go to public showers and stuff or hot springs, that kind of thing. It's just nice to have flip flops. And then the Chacos, the regular Chaco sandals are just badass all purpose shoes. Yeah. So it is, it's pretty frivolous that you have both but it's cool that you have both yeah i would like to sub both of them for bedrocks but maybe some other day but chacos are just ultra useful sandal boots and then i have a pair of minnetonka um moccasins oh i do too i forgot yeah. those are so nice to just slip on when we're in the scamp because our floor gets so dirty and you can wear them barefoot and they don't start to stink because they're all leather and they're pretty well built. Like, I've beaten the crap out of mine. You and have. All the rubber on the bottom is just no about longer gone. on yours. But I wear them all the time. That's probably the pair of shoes that I wear the most often. If yeah, I'm not barefoot. good investment. They were on sale. Yeah. They were only like 35 bucks, and I've worn them for two years now. That's so different. When I was in college, I bought my first pair of moccasins, and it was a huge deal. Maybe because I didn't have any money then. But well, it and if like they're not on sale, they're expensive. I think they were a much smaller company at that time, too, mm. because now they seem to be everywhere. Even in souvenir and, shops. Right. That's that's exactly the thought that came to my head. With beaded, like, kind of cheap additions, cheap yeah. little tassels and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of like Chacos. They got bought out. And now they're made out of China, yeah. where they used to be made in uh, Colorado. Um, and then socks. Stance socks are great. Um, they have all different thicknesses. The smart wool socks, I've had pretty good luck with smart wool socks. Um, and then darn tough socks, I've heard a lot of good things about, but I don't have a pair of those yet. I do. Elsa I does. got some for the trail. They've been great. <clears throat> And then buffs, I have three buffs. Two of them are like simple sort of stretchy spandexy cotton blend. And then one of them is made by Airhole and it's a merino buff. And that one's great for like all winter long because it has a little hole in it. So if you pull it up over your face, you can protect your face. And then it has a hole where you breathe through. It's kind of an interesting design. So our fundamental kits. Do you want to talk about that quick? What? you would have or build for yourself if you were starting a lifestyle like this that's yeah. what you mean by a kit if i had if i was starting with nothing the sort of the things that i would definitely want to begin with right would be a puffy puffy coat and to describe what that is maybe quick a puffy coat is a coat that is very puffy okay it's down usually synthetic but just a really warm winter coat that usually can compact to be pretty small. And down is not synthetic, though. I know. I'm saying that there are down ones and there are synthetic okay, ones. Okay, okay. A puffy. A rain jacket. Leggings, or in my case, yoga pants. Same, same. A merino long sleeve tank top. 
beanie, solid pants uh, like your Patagonia pants, my Fjall Raven pants, a hoodie of some sort, probably not a cotton hoodie. They're just so bulky and they stink so much. That's another thing about cotton is it gets so stinky, as comfortable as it is. Uh, probably a pair of shorts, a swimsuit, and for women, a swimsuit where your top, if it's a two-piece, can also act as a sports bra is huge. Some good sandals, some trail runners, boots, as well as a sun hoodie and maybe a button-up shirt, something to cover you from sun. And along that line, also a sun hat is pretty important. We both have those for the summer. I'd say that's a pretty solid kit. I mean, what kind of what you'd expect. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, some people just, if you don't have experience with those types of things, though, then you wouldn't really know. But I think that's a good, like, base kit to start out with. I think the puffy is the most, it makes the most difference of any piece of gear that I have. As soon as I put my puffy on, it can be 15 degrees, and it feels like... And I think and livable. a down puffy is what really makes the difference. Mm -hmm. Down, though, um, it can is be animal expensive. down. Yeah. Patagonia, I like because you know that Patagonia sources very well, as ecologically friendly as they can, as they're super earth conscious. We love Patagonia for that reason. Um, but down makes a huge difference over synthetic. So let's, I guess since I just said that, well, let's jump into our favorite brands real quick. Okay. I mean, there's a million brands out there and they're all super fantastic. Not all of them, but I mean, there's a ton of super fantastic brands, but our favorites that we have a lot of experience with are, of course, Patagonia. Love Patagonia. Read the book, Let My People Go Surfing by the CEO, Yvonne Chouinard. It really opened my eyes to how it all started and why Patagonia is so eco-friendly, um, the, the quality of their gear. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel a, a okay to spend that amount of money knowing that it's going into clothing that will last and that um, was sourced well. And they also have a really fantastic warranty program where you can send in your clothes and have them be fixed for their entire lifetime. Patagonia is just amazing. And their worn wear line is stuff that other people have had and it's like a secondhand sort of... Um, Online store. Yeah, and it's really well curated. Like it's like you're buying new thing. The store feels like you're buying new things. Because they f repair anything that was right. damaged and then... And then sell resell it? it for far cheaper. So that's where I've gotten my most recent Patagonia purchases. That's wornware.com. And then they have another um, program that is relatively new, I think. And it's called Recrafted. And they're taking the pieces that people ship them that they can't use. And they're cutting them up and then using them to make other clothes really like an oh. old puffy that has holes in it or whatever they'll cut different pieces of old clothes and then make new clothes out of it they are amazing yeah they're and i didn't used to like patagonia when i worked at a gear store i thought it was just i called it patagucci and kind of talked crap on them because it was expensive it's so trendy too yeah like, because most people don't realize the quality of it when they're right. buying it it's just a very trendy brand but it's really well-made stuff 
Uh, you've got ex officio underwear on here. Yeah, they, ex officio what makes. Else do they make? Uh, they make all kinds of stuff, but Shirts, I think fishing yeah, gear. But their base layers are some of my favorites. Anything merino icebreaker we like, smart wool we like. Mm, what okay. camp? But um, icebreaker is probably our favorite merino company that we know of. I like smart wool. Yeah. Fjall Raven is also. Or Fjall Raven. I think it's actually Fjall Raven. Okay, That's like but... saying croissant to croissant, you know? Croissant. Okay, you can say whatever you I want. I was at a coffee shop, a basic coffee shop in Kansas City, and a basic white man came in, American, and ordered, I had like my espresso and a croissant, and that's kind of what I think. Fjall, Fjall, Fjall Raven. Well, I mean, we can Americanize it or not. Okay. But it, anyway, it means Arctic fox in Swedish. And it is very paralleled in the ecological practices to Patagonia. I think they've been actually doing um, very eco-friendly sourcing of their materials before Patagonia did. But I, it all... They've been around a long time, too. Mm -hmm. And it's some of the best built gear that I've ever seen, but you pay for it for sure. Oh, yeah. It's and, very simple but incredibly well designed. Yeah, if you're ever in Portland, they have a um, like bulk that like they- outlet store? Yeah, it's an outlet store where it, all the different places, all the different Fjallraven stores in on the West Coast, if they don't sell their stuff, they ship it to this store and then they sell it at a discounted rate. That's, That's where, where else I got, got my pants. Yeah. Let's see, Chaco and Bedrock are great sandal brands. Um, you just have to try either one and see which one you like more. Bedrock are kind of their barefoot shoes, right? Kind of, but they're not. They're not ultra minimalist. Like the um, there are several brands of sandals that are super duper thin and minimalist, and okay. Bedrock has a little bit more protection than those. Bedrocks are cool. The founders were telling us about it at Outdoor Retailer. They're very similar to, I think they were Japanese inspired with the thong yeah. style. Um, so it is more natural to your foot or something. I'm sure that that information is online. And they're a but, smaller company too. And their founders are super cool people. So Once our chocos wear out, we'll get bedrocks. And then last is Melanzana, which we have raved about already. And that's our favorite, maybe favorite brand of all. Where do we get our clothes? Mostly thrifted, secondhand clothes. That includes thrift stores, online. Uh... Whatever, if you're in a town that has a lot of sort of outdoor sports around, like mountain towns and stuff, they'll generally have a secondhand gear store. And those are the best yeah. thrift stores that you could buy clothes from. Mm -hmm. And we've collected stuff over a long period of time. It's not that we walk into gear stores and buy everything we need we kind of pick out a piece every so often and i add it to our collection and it, when we do that's usually time to take something else out of our collection there's kind of a strategy when you're going thrifting where if you have to kind of have an open mind but at the same time know what you're looking for because if you go in there and you're like okay i'm just gonna get whatever seems good there's like so many things that you could justify buying because they're like $2. I know, I'm a sucker for a good deal. Yeah, you can't, gotta, when you go in there, you gotta be looking for something specific, I think. What helps is that we live in this 
13 foot trailer. So we do not have the space for any excess clothes. So that kind of helps me say, mm, will that fit? No, probably not. Another thing is friends or when we were going to the climbing gym often, or when I worked at a gear store, the different people that are also gear nerds will have more gear than they need. So then you can buy things or swap things or whatever. So having friends that are also into the same things you are, you can often get deals on things that you couldn't otherwise. Facebook Marketplace is a good online mm -hmm. place to find gear, especially, again, if you are in uh, parts of the country where there's a lot of outdoor activities, like Colorado, Oregon, Washington. Um, it seems like you're able to find a lot more great gear online. I think Poshmark even, that's a really popular one. I've never bought anything from them, but I've seen a lot of really quality items of clothing on Poshmark. Not necessarily gear, I haven't looked, but... There's a lot know. of options like that. I've never used it. How would you recommend people pare down their wardrobe? Like, what did we do? It seems like it was a long process over time. Yeah. Well, it's hard to... When I was working downtown and stuff, I had a lot of clothes for, like, office-y clothes. So then once I could not have those, that pared down my wardrobe a lot. Where now I just have gear oriented clothes like outdoor clothes so that's kind of the hard part is the job stuff but i guess in that situation you could take the steve jobs approach and just wear <laughs> a uniform yeah like you have three turtlenecks and three pairs of jeans or whatever mm -hmm. you know something to that effect i think something that was hard for me was i like i said i do have some clothes at my parents house but there are a lot of pieces of clothing that i just don't want to get rid of even though I know that I may not ever actually wear it and the best way to kind of keep that in my life but not have it be in my life is to give it to friends who I know will love and cherish it and it makes me almost happier seeing them wear it than I would feel wearing it myself uh, that's a good way to get rid of clothes that's how I got rid of almost everything of mine. I know, and it's so fun anytime that we see our friends. To think of clothes. which friend would like to have each thing the most. Like even old uh, gaming computers and all that kind of monitors, Yeah, that's mice a good practice and, for all things. Yeah. Not to just give your friends all your crap, but, but you know what I mean. Think who could use the thing that you really don't want to give away mm -hmm. and give it to them. And then also donations, like at thrift stores or whatever. I'd say try not to throw stuff away. It seems like with the Marie Kondo sort of line of thinking, the idea is, okay, you just like fill trash bags full of stuff and throw it away. And it's like, eh, maybe don't just throw all your stuff away. That's you know? a fabulous point that nobody talks about. What? Is just the filling trash bags of crap and then throwing it all away yeah it's kind of painful so try to find a home for it because most likely if you went and bought the thing it has some sort of purpose hopefully and that's a thing to think about too when buying clothes is when you buy a piece of clothing it's now your responsibility so it's kind of unfair to the life of that article of clothing to then just throw it away yeah. at the end of its life but I know that that's a process but to get with into that mentality. Fast fashion and stuff, there's many things that probably nobody wants, you know? So mm -hmm. it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of hard. But that's sort of adopting an, a minimalist mindset. 
generally. Mm -hmm. But those same sort of ideas apply. So I think for the... I, I would think that most people would be most curious about how we wash our clothes mm -hmm. and how often. And I would say... By some measure, not often enough. Oh my gosh. Well, like, for instance, right now, we are uh, maybe 45 minutes from the closest laundromat. So it is not easy to go and take our clothes. Like, we have to have a dedicated reason that we're going into that town to do our laundry. We are close to a small town, but they don't have a laundromat. So uh, that's been, I mean, it's all very circumstantial. Because then sometimes if that happens... There may be a creek nearby, and you'll rinse out some of your clothes in that creek. Mm -hmm. I usually fill a bucket with water, uh, add a little bit of laundry soap. I think, wait, what's the brand? Mrs. Dr. Bronner's? No, it's the Mrs. Version. Oh. Mrs. something. I recently got the basil, basil fragrance, and it smells so good. But uh, some natural soap, and I scrub my underwear and rinse them, leave them to dry. That's a good way to prolong. If you're gonna wash your washing. stuff in a creek, like what I generally do is just use water and no soap. Um, because it's supposedly pretty hard on the fish and stuff in the water, even if you're using eco-friendly soap, which we always do. I want to, I just want to note that a lot of people get really butthurt about the biodegradable soaps in water and stuff. But nobody talks about people going and swimming in lakes and streams with their chemical sunscreens and their makeup products and their deodorants and their uh, chemical detergents lingering in their swimsuits. There's a lot that we can do to protect our waterways that go... And even like people urinating and they have all kinds of different pharmaceuticals in their blood. and Right. There's a lot of things that can be done to protect our waterways. And biodegradable soap, even if that were a thing... Um, I mean, try not to do any of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but, stuff. but also keep in mind, if you're going to be critical of people, like all the different, like even Drano that people are pouring, and that goes into our water system. I know it gets filtered at like the city plant, but it's like there are, we could all improve. So just do your best, but you within reason will. too. Rinse out your underwear. Yeah. What else? You have... And another thing you can do is, like, get the, um, like, a dry bag, or even there's a product called the Scrubba that our friend Brian has, and it has little, like, uh, plastic nodules in the dry bag, so it sort of agitates your clothes while they're in there, but it's, you put water in it and soap, and then you shake it around and kind of scrub it around, and that does a pretty good job. It'd be nice if we had one of those. Yeah. Uh, another thing, like you do, we have a collapsible sort of sink. It's like a silicone sort a of bucket. silicone bucket. And Elsa will put her clothes in there with a little bit of soap and water and wash them out. We, the way that we do the bulk of our laundry is laundromat. And we will wash every article of clothing and bedding that we have all at once. And we'll put all of our bedding into one big machine. And then... Um, if they'll fit our clothes in another machine. But it's, I try to be really careful with our merino because that falls apart so quick. And it's hard though, because we don't, uh, for instance, with this laundromat being so far, 
it will be a while before we can get back to the scamp to hang any of our clothes to dry. And oftentimes there's not enough trees to do that. Like where we're at right now, we would not be able to have a, a line to dry our clothes. Also in the winter, everything would freeze before they could dry. So we kind of have to work with our situation and we do dry the merino and gentle clothes that we have. And it's just part of, part yeah. of it. Another thing uh, that I use often is when, especially with merino or the different sort of antimicrobial fibers that we have, I'll just hang the clothes outside and in the wind and in the sun, they'll generally like bake whatever out of them. So that's a sort of way to make your clothes last longer in between washes. Mm -hmm. We wear pajamas to bed to make our bedding last longer uh, before it starts getting like, cause sweat is just kind of the end all to mm -hmm. everything because that's bacteria that then develop and make things stink. And then if we're going to go work out or go for a bike ride or hike or whatever, at the end of the hike, we try to find a creek or like wash our bodies off before we go back to the scamp and so that we're not all sweaty and gross. So that's something that anytime we're going to go work out, we have to sort of factor in is like, how will we not stink afterwards? Or when I go on long walks, I wear the same shirt on walks and then when I get back to the scamp I wash off my armpits and then put a different shirt on. I kind of have my sweat shirt yeah. <laughs> for when I exercise. That's about it as far as yeah, clothes our list go. Is, our list is empty now. We've <laughs> gone through the whole thing. I don't know if there is, we've kind of touched on everything and more yeah. with our clothes. I hope this is helpful. Several people have asked about clothes and how we do things and we've kind of honed it in over time. So. Hopefully that was helpful. If you have ideas or questions on the podcast or specific episodes, or you would like to hear us talk about different things, questions, whatever, what have you, you can go to normal, the number two nomad.com slash podcasts. And there each podcast has its own comment section. Okay. So you can jump in and comment whatever you'd like. And that's probably a good idea to, or a good place to dump questions. And that's where you have all the show notes. So you'll, talk about probably all the brands and leave all that information in the show notes there. Correct. Okay? Awesome. Cool. Well, I guess that's it. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening to this episode. For more information and links to the things we talked about, check out our show notes at normal the number 2 nomad.com slash podcast If you want to see more of what we're up to, we've documented our travels on YouTube for the past three years and are up to a quarter of a million subscribers. Check it out at youtube.com slash Please give us a five-star review if you like the show so other people can find it. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.